Hey, MMA by Milligan, it's the catfish. It is swimming up in you. This week, I'd like to hear your opinion on if fighters should sit out and wait for a title shot. I would say that in general, it's a bad idea. Most promoters are very finical, and you can't really trust them to do what they say. As well, you just never know what might come up in MMA. So you never know who's going to have a crazy, amazing, spectacular finish, capture the public's eye, and be the one that everybody wants to see fight. And we might may like to call it a sport, but really, it's also entertainment. Also, add on to that fact that if you think you can be the champ, then you should believe that you can beat anyone. So what's it matter if you take one more fight, get one more win, look better for everybody, and don't wait? Thoughts? I'm out. FMP. Of course, that is at MMA Catfish, podcast Catfishing with Tad Daddy. Don't forget to check us out on Google, Apple. Leave a five-star review. It's greatly uh, appreciated. Excellent question. Excellent question. It depends on the situation. But generally speaking, I am actually in favor of fighters holding out. And I think that if it wasn't for Leon, if he had handled the whole punch in the face way better, he would be in a position to say no, and I would agree with him. Like, technically, no, he shouldn't have to face Jorge. That ship has sailed. However, because this dope called him out, you fight, you fight, punch me in my face, you fight, fight me, bothered his boss, which is just a, I mean, you talk about something that's not gangster, not thug, not real G-like, as, as my man, as our, our friend Cyrus would say. That's about as un, non-real G-like as it gets. You, you get punched in the face, so you cry to your boss, to your employer. Hey, you got to set up a fight where there's a ref and rules and regulations, and they'll stop it when it gets out of No, that's not a street. No, go handle it, man. You got punched in your face out in the street. Go handle it out in the street. Don't beg your boss for no damn fight, which is what Leon did, which is why him turning this fight down, no. Like I said, technically, sure. Yes, he's in his right. But should he? No, he's the one that called him out. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. For two years. No, he shouldn't turn the damn fight down. What's the UFC? The UFC? No one cares. No one cares. Yeah, so, so I'm next in line. I'm going to. No one cares. What's Leon going to do? Not fight? Nobody cares. Nobody, they, why would they, Dana has Conor McGregor. I would, man, if I knew Leon, I would have a picture of uh, Conor McGregor with me, a nice glossy picture, eight by 10. Every time he would utter a syllable, I, I, I'd show it to him. I know what it is. I know who it is. No, no, you're not paying attention, bro. As long as they got Conor McGregor there, they don't need anybody. <laughs> not John Jones, not Leon Edwards. They don't need none of them. You know, as long as Connor's obsessed with avenging himself, <laughs> as long as he's obsessed, and they got Sean O'Malley now, they don't need patties there. Come on, man. Strawweight division is chock full of, of beautiful women. They don't need him. They don't need them. You kidding me? <laughs> Ariane Lipsky just fought. She was on the main card. 
I don't care if it's a fight night card. She's on the main card, people. She's 13 and 7. She shouldn't be on the main card or nothing. But she's fine. That's why she's there. You know what I mean? I don't want to see the. She's there. I don't need to see those dudes. You kidding me? Leon Edwards. Get the hell out of here. I wish I would. Get out of here. Man, please. Yeah, what, what do you think? You know, Leon. What I think is you need to stop saying Leon and tell me where Mackenzie Dern is at. That's what I'm that's what's happening, fam. That's what's happening up in here. Where's she at? I don't give a damn about him. A dude. Get out of here with that. Boring ass looking dude that day. Get out of here. I don't know. I don't want to see his ass. I don't care what Mackenzie's doing. Just just where is she? <laughs> that's who I want to see. I don't see no damn Leon Edwards, please. I want to see Ariane Celeste. That's who I want to see. Brooklyn went out this joint. See that dude? Anyway, um, but yeah, no, he shouldn't hold that at all. He he's he already lost to the champion. He hasn't faced Jorge. He hasn't faced Burns. He hasn't faced Covington. Like this dude, his resume it pales in comparison to the champions. I'm sorry, folks, but it does. And he's a no contest. That no contest broke his one streak and. The last thing he did was get slapped by Nate Diaz. He got pizza for the past two years. All people remember is he got pieced up. He got, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, a two-piece and a soda. Slapped and couldn't put Bilal Muhammad away. He's an embarrassment, man. Hi, boy, listen, he needs it. If I knew him, like I said, generally speaking, some fighters need to hold out. I'm like... I'm talking, I'm, I'm like 70% with that. You know, if you did a percentage, I'm 70% with that. But I hear certain fights take place, I'm like, no. And I do that all the time on the timeline. Yeah, this is the fight to make. No, it's not. Not for that person. No, it's not. You know, there's always some higher-ranked fighter versus some lower-ranked fighter simply because they look similar or they have a similar fighting style. Oh, yeah, put them together. No, it doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. It doesn't make no sense. Most of the time, that's my thing. No, if you get that fight, hold out. Carlos Sparza not taking that fight against Amanda Habaz when it was offered. That was during a time where they were changing the, uh, the uh, rankings around. They, had re they were removing Tatiana Suarez. Alexa Grasso, Calville left. They were removing Tatiana Suarez. And... They were, Andrade was going to fight in flyweight. She's moving to flyweight. So that was an opportunity to get bumped up mo twice. And that's what happened with the Sparza. That's what happened with all of them. They got bumped up twice. And I was like, no, you're in a position to fight for a title. Someone there recognized it. I think I did write it on the timeline. So I'm not sure if she saw it or not. But either way, hopefully someone, her manager or someone said, hey, ho, ho, wake up, wake up. You near the top. You know, and, and again, she's in an excellent position. She should hold out. Some fighters, you know, yes, I'm all for it. As far as it should hold out, she should. Don't face anybody else because they're going to push the winner between Dern and Marina Rodriguez on her, I believe. And even they don't take the fight. Now, whoever loses, fight Yajana. She's in the lost column. Nina Nunes. You know, someone in that, in the rankings there. Because you want to know just want to stay out. But, uh, yeah. Do that if you're in a loss column, sure. But in the win column, whoever wins that fight, no. And I believe it would be Mackenzie Dern, especially Mackenzie Dern. I mean, I like, you know, I'm a, I like me some Marina Rodriguez, and she's the one who I want to be champion. However, Dern, oh, no, no, especially Dern, because she's, she's a draw. 
hey, it's not fair. You know, she's hot. Not fair because it shouldn't be based on looks. But oh well, she's an elite for elite jujitsu practitioner. Use it in the MMA, and she's hot. So hey, too bad. Oh well, yes, she should hold out. If she wins, she should definitely because she's winning. She's beating one of the toughest women in that division, and um, she's going to be in a good position to because she's already up in the rankings. She's already right there. So. Yeah, she should, both her and Esparza should hold out if they win. Either way, if Marina wins, whoever wins that fight needs to hold out. So I'm an advocate for it, Catfish. Leon, no. John Jones, absolutely not. Once he got his one, I don't know who the hell idea was. His, if he agreed with UFC, mentioned it, and he agreed to it. Whoever was the genius that said, well, him accepting it. Let's say it like that. You do not voluntarily let your championship title go under no circumstance unless she's under no circumstances. I don't care what it is. You don't let it go. Go to court, call a lawyer, do what you got to do. Don't not let you don't let them voluntarily strip you of your title because you lose negotiating power. What can he negotiate? He's a challenger. What can he negotiate? Oh, I'm just going for it. Just pick and choose. Hold up and sit out till next year. And they're giving they're doing Francis dirty. Absolutely dirty. Now he's in a messed up situation. He's another one. Is he in a position to hold down? Yes. Should he? No. Sadly, no. Because this interim title was a warning. We're going, we can replace you. And with Gon being there and he just drinking a Kool-Aid, yeah, whatever they want me to do, he's not saying anything. He's not saying what's going on because they give Francis the shaft. They're going to give him the shaft next. I don't know why John Jones thinks he has any kind of control over the situation. Waiting now? Hell no. Fight Stipe and get the hell out of Dodge. I'm serious. I know people are like, well, it's John Jones, but but no, it's but if he's given the person who will give him his biggest payday to Shaft, that means he's not going to get his biggest payday. People, there the reason for him getting a whole lot of money because remember he he said no to the money. He lost even more negotiating power. He should just took whatever they're going to give him and fought Francis already. Either way, he's ass out. These fighters, a lot of these fighters are ass out no matter what they do. But yes, some of them should hold out. Uh, flyweight, women's flyweight, getting that top five in the win column, hold out. Don't do a damn thing. Val will fight you. Beginning number five, number four, don't number three, don't worry about it. Val will fight you. Stay right there. Don't take another damn fight. Don't let the UFC say, oh, you got to fight the number one contender. You got to, what, fight Andrade? Hell no. Tell them no. No. No, she beat, she fought. Foul already in laws. No, she's not a gay gay gatekeeper. Call on the phone. Hey, Andrade, are you a gatekeeper? Am I supposed to fight you? Yeah, you fight me, but no, I'm not a gay. Got a goddamn. I'm sure she start cussing in Portuguese over the phone that she's not a damn gatekeeper. Oh, that's all thing I need to know. Not a gatekeeper. Roxy Montefiore says she's not a gatekeeper. Okay, don't have to fight you then. <laughs> okay, don't have to go past you then. Yeah, hell no, don't do it. One, they already, if they already faced the champion lost, don't fight them. Sit there and go, no, I'm in a win column. Top five. Val, you want to fight? Val will say yes. And, hey, ain't nothing they can say about it. At least try it. At least try it. But, no, some of these other fighters, absolutely not. Not You want to, you want to, MJJ should not be sitting out. You're in a lost column, how are you sitting out? And John Jones, split decision versus somebody who's kind of a nobody? Who people call a basketball player? No, you don't sit out. 
Stipe? Um, listen, I can't. Please, I wouldn't. I, <laughs> I would probably pass out walking to the octagon. Okay. Well, my cardio is better than some of those heavyweights. But, yeah, I'm in no shape whatsoever to be in there against no Stipe. I wouldn't turn that down. Oh, word? Huh. <laughs> you know, I'm on my way to CVS. Yo, this what's going on. Oh, hey, Dana, what you calling me for? Oh, you need somebody to fight? Word? I, you called the wrong person, but okay, what you need? Stipe, where am I? Well, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Can, can I borrow some money for lunch? <laughs> I need to borrow some money for a plane ticket, too. I'll have all ass down to Vegas. Get my ass whipped real quick, too. I don't care. It's Stipe. I'm supposed to get my ass whipped. I wouldn't even turn that fight down. I got no business being in no damn octagon. With nobody. Okay? Yeah, no. No, Stipe, you don't turn no. Some fights you just don't. Some fighters you just don't turn down unless you right there. You know, and you're in a situation that Carla Sparza is in. You know, because she's in a very good position. She's she's probably in the best uh, position out of anyone right now in the UFC. You know, so, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Like I said, I'm, I'm an advocate for it. But, yeah, some of these fighters, and the sad part is, I don't mean just go ahead and fight. I mean, go ahead, fight, like, like Leon. Because that's an opportunity. That's three fights. That's three paychecks. That's three fight bonuses that he could win. And that will put him in a real excellent position to not only be the definitive title contender, but get the fans on his side. However, my main reason for saying that is that like, some of these fighters, the UFC doesn't like them. They're kind of making it a little bit obvious that they don't like him. Just fight the contract out and get the hell out of Dodge. Sadly, because this... You're dealing with a mob mentality, not professional corporate uh, sport mentality. Thank you so much for the question, Catfish. Always a pleasure. Okay, people, let's get into the suspect picks. Doing something a little bit different because I know a lot of people that are more focused on the main card. So let's get right into that main card. Alexander Volkanovsky is a minus 180. Well, at the time, at the time, of me doing this, Brian Ortega 15 and 1 with one no contest. Volkanowski 22 and 1 was a minus 180. From what I understand, the line is really moving a lot of money being added to Brian Ortega. And by the way, if this is by some stretch of imagination your first time listening to the show, it is better, heavy, better, friendly. Because why can't we, as human beings, as mere mortals, make money? That's what this is all about. This isn't about, you know, some people, are, they don't listen because, you know, some individuals, they'll say, well, man, why do you have a podcast where you're a former fighter? Did you step into the octagon? My response is the same. Did you know who Zhang Wei Li was before she came into the UFC? Do you know who Denise Sambawang is? Probably not. You just watched her a week ago, but do you remember who she... No. That's why I'm here. Hardcore. I watch the fights that no one else watches. I know about these fighters before they come into the UFC. And I've been watching the UFC from day one. So I don't care who you name out there who may box, who may have stepped into a boxing ring or MMA ring. Have they been watching as long as I have? No. Some of these individuals, you got active fighters that don't know who Horace Gracie is. Fighters, not fans, not casual fans, fighters. 
Terrence McKinney didn't even know who what was it he didn't know who uh, oh my goodness who was it that he did not know I can't remember I doubt he even knows who Carlos Condit is like no that's another thing if you don't know who Carlos Condit is and why his retirement is so impactful the same with Joey Tutom my man who always wins you know who always wins you know why I say if you know who Joey Tutom is you know why I say he always wins and he's going to be a happy man in his retirement for sure for sure that's that's why this, that's why I'm here. That's what this podcast is about. I'm the one who's doing this re- research. I'm the one who's watching these fighters. I don't use someone stepping inside the octagon or a boxing ring doesn't make them a good analyst. Uh, ask Dominic Cruz, okay? Because last last time I checked, y'all still complaining about that dude. I don't listen to him. You know, I don't. You know, sometimes when I do, he's not too bad, but. I, so many people complain about him, and then the, the uh, apparently the dick measuring contest that takes place between him and DC when they're together. And without Rogan being there, God knows what's going to happen. Now I think Paul Felder is going to step in, which is a good thing. Paul is pretty good, you know. But yeah, it doesn't make you a good analyst. Doesn't mean that you know anything about betting, which a lot of these fighters are clueless when it comes to betting. Uh, Laura Murphy, for instance, she's clueless about a lot of things. She doesn't understand how the business end works. She's still standing up there like, you know, you know, anyone can lose. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. But you're not the one to make Valentina Shevchenko lose, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. I don't know if that's unfortunate or fortunate. I don't know. You know, and the thing about it is, the thing about Brian Ortega and Lauren Murphy, they are... I can't remember two contenders who are stuck in they're stuck in the mud. They're stuck completely in the mud. It doesn't matter if they win. People will, you know, they'll get blown away or hear about it for the next couple months until they have to defend the title. So they either defend it to the former champion and lose, which is highly likely, or worse, that their respective divisions, they're going to get they're just going to get destroyed. <laughs> I'm sorry, Prime Ortega isn't going to have And if he can get the belt, he's not going to have a long reign. First off, he has to beat Volk twice, possibly three times, which not, isn't going to happen. Of course, there's Max, who he's never going to beat. Sorry, folks, he's not. I don't know what's going on with AR, but yeah, that division, yeah, he's not going to do all that great. Okay. Murphy's get past Andrade. I mean, we'll see what happens with Calvillo. But I'm gonna get into that in a second. But yeah, she can't. Even, she can't beat you, Kagan. <laughs> she lost to her already. She's not beating her again. I'm saying, no, 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 no. And every and all fly, women's flyweights need to pray that Roxy Montefiore can stop the steam roll, the steam engine that is uh, Taylor Santos. Now, I thought it was pronounced Taya Santos, but you know, go with Taylor Santos. But yeah, um, so. And of course, Valentina, I don't even want to know what the line moved to at this point. 21 and 3, minus 1,500. Lauren Murphy, 15 and 4, plus 850. Oh, my pick, of course, is Volkanowski for the first matchup. Next up, Lauren Murphy. This, this 
because people are like, yeah, she deserves a title shot. That's laughable. That is laughable because she beat Laya Shakarova. Shakarova. No. No, you can't be serious. Now, JoJo, you know, JoJo's a good victory, but that was a split decision. Now, the Roxy Montefiore one, that was a straight-up unanimous decision. And I had picked her in that fight. Andre, speaking of which, my picks were trash last week. Absolute trash. And, oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. I was getting people's names wrong. Horrible, horrible. But uh, Andrea Lee split decision. Myra Romero Barreto. When you see that's the problem with headbutting wiki, I call it headbutting wiki. We just hop on wiki or hop on typology and be like, hey, she beat her. No, you need to watch the fight. I watched that fight. She was getting her. Laura Murphy was getting her. Let's, let's be clear about it. With the exception of Roxy Monteferi and the Laya one fight, she's getting her ass kicked as soon as the fight starts. See, that's the problem with Laura Murphy. She is tough, but she gets pieced up as soon as the fight starts. That's bad. And Borrelia. I think it's Borrelia, not Borella, but she is primarily a grappler, and she did try to go to the ground against uh, Murphy. She was piecing Murphy up. She just decided out of the blue, because when she had faced Santos, it was more of a ground game. That's why I'm kind of concerned about um, Santos, because I'm, I'm wondering, because she, she's doing well now, but, you know... Robertson, even though she needs to be in flyweight, she has a former strawweight. She's kind of on the small side for that division. It's like I don't, I don't, you know. It's like she, I don't know, you know. I don't know. Roxy's, you know, she's not small, you know, and she is strong. So I don't, I don't know about uh, Santos being doing all that well. But even though Roxy can wrestle, she's not very aggressive with the takedowns per se. When unless she knows that's her advantage. With Santos, I'm not sure, but. Yeah, that fight, you know, Barella tried to go to the ground. Romero, it, yeah, she pieced her up. Sajara Eubank, as soon as the fight started, she was piecing Murphy up. Like, she, for her to think that she somehow deserve, you know, for people saying she, she doesn't deserve a damn thing as far as I'm concerned. Moreover, I mean, come on, a split decision versus Andrea Lee? Word? Nah, that... That should be a disqualification. That should be a DQ for a title shot. Like, hey, you won, but you're not getting the title. But here we are. Here she is. And it's not like there's anybody else for her, for Valentina to destroy, which I think she is going to get destroyed. She gets pieced up as soon as the fight starts. You cannot be a fighter who gets pieced up as soon as the fight starts. Especially not by some, by a grappler, by two, by a bunch of grapplers. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, no. Nah. Nah, nah. And like I said, even if by some stretch of the imagination she could pull a Matt Sarah GSP moment, she's not going to get through that. She's not going to have any title defenses. Next up, we have the legends. We have the legends, people. Oh, my goodness. Everyone is going crazy over the return of Nick Diaz. Man. You know, and, and people say, well, win-loss ratio and all this kind of... He's a legend. I'm sorry. He is a legend. You know, those who want to accept that, and again, hit by tapology because they ain't watching fight. Those who want to do that, you know, it's... it's we, we don't need your input, seriously. UFC Pride Strike Force Elite XC, which is uh, his uh, partner, his dance partner in this uh, matchup. Also, Elite XC, former champion, uh for Ruthless 
Dream and Shudo. You know, I mean, yeah, this, and of course, I mean, has the, you know, Diaz brothers have their own gym. Many fighters, including Ronda Rousey, go to them to learn. And that's the thing. So many fighters need to do the exact same thing. For God's sakes, I can't, it drives me crazy. Like, go train with other fighters. You got my trainer in my gym. Damn that, man. I don't care where you have to meet them up at. Behind a bar at Walmart. You got to meet up with other fighters and train with other fighters. Third degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Caesar Gracie. Jiu-Jitsu people. All right. And of course, you know, don't forget he was a bar. Well, I mean, I can give you all the stats, but look, I, I, I don't, I have no idea who's going to win this fight, honestly. Robbie Lawler, of course, everyone knows, former Elite XC middleweight and UFC welterweight champion, 20 finishes via strikes, four fight losing streak, however, for ruthless, nine and six in the UFC. And of course you don't and people say, well, you know, jujitsu's fake and the third degree thing doesn't matter. This is a world champion jujitsu practitioner. It does matter because in his prime, nobody touches the Diaz brothers on the ground. Sorry, I know, I know, I know. In the prime. Remember I said in the prime. GSP, Anson Silva are just on a whole different they're just in a whole different realm. So I you know, I don't count those at all. And of course, Nick is former Strikeforce welterweight champion, most successful weight, uh, welterweight title defenses in Strikeforce, most consecutive welterweight title defenses in Strikeforce, WEC welterweight champion as well. Okay, ISKA, former uh, ISKA MMA America's welterweight champion, IFC US welterweight champion. I mean, you, you get it? And of course, as I said, he's a jiu-jitsu champion. Gold medalist at Purple Belt. First place in the Pan American Championships at Brown Belt. He's a master. Straight up. These are not bums, people. Now, originally that I had, you know, the lines were pretty even. You know, Nick Diaz, 26-9, and nine, two no contest, plus... 100. I think, from what I understand, the line actually moved to him being the favorite in this contest, with Robbie being the underdog. 28-15 and one no contest. I'm just hoping this fight isn't trash. That's all I'm doing. I'm hoping that the fight is not complete trash, because uh, I think it will be, and I hope I'm wrong. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh boy. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Uh, I got Robbie. He he looks the fresher of the two. He looks the sharper of the two. Originally, I had Nick, but yeah, uh, like many people, yeah, nah, uh, yeah. But Jarzinho um, Rosenstrike going up against Curtis Blades. Now, of course, this is a very important matchup right here. Because we have the number six rank going up against the number, by the way, by the way. Now, from what I understand, this, like they did with Nick, Di with Nate Diaz, 
Remember with Nate Diaz, Leon Edwards, they all of a sudden, because this is third fight in, third fight in, similar to the Nate Diaz situation, and they made it a, a uh, five-round fight, which no, UFC doesn't do that. Usually five rounds reserved for main or title fights, not for co-main to the co-main. But apparently this is a five-round fight. Ooh, Lord. Which, <laughs> to me, is a horrible... Uh, yeah, to me, that's that's a horrible idea. But, uh, yeah, man. Whew. Man, I'm just hoping there's a finish. <laughs> I hope... Ooh, I don't know about those two going on five rounds. But, uh... And, you know, if, if Nick looked a little, a little bit sharper, I would go with Nick all day. All day, every day. Because Robbie, Rob, I don't care who he trains with. He, he can't get under reach. It's, it seems like a near impossibility for the man. Now, the thing about heavyweight, with the heavyweight contest, we actually have four ranked heavyweights competing in one pay-per-view, which is very, very interesting. A lot of important fights in this uh, on this card. So Curtis Blades ranked at number four, going up against Jarzinho Rosenstrike, ranked at number six. We got Shamil Abudurol Kai Hamov, ranked at number seven, going up against Chris Philly Baby Darkest, ranked at number 10. So this is some important matchups right here. Because if Jarzinho can win, get up to line, get up to the line under Derek Lewis, very important. Very important. Now, of course, as Blaze win, I, I'm sure he'll just... The rankings, you know, they switch the rankings around. I don't know what's going on with these rankings. Belts are all, all across the board. They, they make no sense to me. They make absolutely no sense to me. They switch things around. They change things up. They, they move fighters down. It ain't lost nobody but one person. They don't switch places. No, I don't know what's going on. But hopefully, you know, with those two, because I suspect that Curtis Blaze will, in fact, get the victory here. Uh, oh, but before I continue any further, um, Brian Ortega, if he does win, I would not be surprised at all. And I, I, But it's not because he's some sort of uh, uh, Brian Ortega 2.0 because he beat the Korean Zombie. I love the Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie is, is an excellent fighter. However, he comes in without a plan. And people say, well, yeah, but, but, but there's no buts. You need a plan. Curtis Blaze, excellent fighter. Excellent fighter. Doesn't come in with a plan. Now, I'm going to pick him in this matchup. 14-3, and three, going up against Jarzino. He's only lost two times, people. It seems like, you know, he, you know that, that loss to Francis, I mean, it seemed like his, his record went from good to horrible, boy. But no, he's only lost twice. Now, Curtis is a massive uh, favorite, minus 310. Rosenstrike plus 245. We're not going to forget that Rosenstrike got grappled to death by Alistair Overeem. So, you know, that's part of what that's all about. Um, but, yeah, with Brian Ortega, to me, it's not because he's 2.0. He wasn't a bad fighter to begin with. He had he got a striking together for sure. But the Korean Zombie, like I say, he don't go in with much of a plan. He is called the Korean Zombie because he moves forward. He gets pieced up and keeps moving forward. But he gets pieced up, people. He has it. When it comes to a toolbox, he can his toolbox is one of the more impressive toolbox going because he'll unload everything striking kickboxing ground game is absurd ground game is absolutely absurd 
But uh, and we saw that when he went up against um, Dan Ige. But uh, no, Brian Ortega. First of all, he has a ground game. He has a known. It's black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Another uh, former RFA uh, featherweight champion. He too is a student of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, first degree black belt. Um, so you know, ground game. Max Holloway, no offense, no zero ground game. You know, I hate to say it, but you know, one-dimensional. What wins over judges? Level changing. It does. I'm sorry, folks. It, successful level changing. Struggle muffin, doing the struggle muffin like Kristen Lee was doing over at one championship. He was struggling. He was on his struggle. So that's not impressive. It's not impressive. You know, Jarzino, when Alice Overing got him down on the ground, got him on his back, the judges see that. That's impressive. Curtis Blade, scoop, lift. Beautiful. When he hits it right, beautiful. When he doesn't, uh. So, I just, all that to say that, you know, Brian, I don't know about him level changing on Volk, but I think if Volk level changes on Brian Ortega, he'll be able to do something with it. Okay, if not, he's done. Curtis Blades, same thing. He can't again. Now, he has a reach, height and reach. Because we know Jarzino Rosenstrike, they kept saying he was 6'4", then 6'2". It's like, dude, this dude is my height. Has to be. It's like, come on, man. This dude is not no damn 6'4". But, <laughs> so, you know, Curtis Blaze certainly has a height and reach. No reason why he can't whip Jarzino's ass. However, man, the mistiming of those takedowns, and he gets pieced up, he starts, you know, he just shoots in, you know, and his borderline, I wouldn't call it, you know, I wouldn't call it panic wrestling, but he's as borderline panic wrestling as it gets. He's, oh, let me do it again. Just raw. He, he don't set nothing up at times. He just charges right in. It's like, fam, stop. And it's always against someone who can throw down. It's never against someone who's a bum when it comes to striking. He always does it when he goes up against somebody who ain't no joke. And well, I mean, it's only ha I mean, man only lost three times. So in all fairness told me he only lost three times. And it was the killer. So, you know, the three, the, well, really two men. He lost twice the same man, Francis. The two most dangerous men in, the, in that division. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ortega won. I uh, still would be shocked if Lauren Murphy wins. I know, yes, the master exists. Of course, not, no surprise what happens between Diaz and Lawler. But in Rosenstrike, if he knocks Curtis out, it's because Curtis had, does have bad habits. Now, Cynthia Calvillo. Cynthia Calvillo. She's another one. I would not be surprised. Of course, like most of the planet, I got Andrade destroying. I always pray. People pray for Valentina's. Uh, victims, really, that's what we can call them, victims. I'm not praying for Lauren Murphy. She talked herself into this beatdown. It should be vicious. She talked herself into it. That's her fault. Cynthia Calvillo, because the thing about Cynthia Calvillo, this fight happened because Calvillo, just as she said, and I quote, she decided to shoot her shot. She saw that Tatiana Suarez come into the division. She had her eyes on the, high, on the upper rankings. And, you know, if anyone knows Andrade, Andrade, it's just a question of, is she physically okay? If she's physically or mentally okay, 
she is aware that she's in the upper rankings. She's aware that she's a few fights away from getting a rematch with Val. However, generally speaking, Andrade will fight anyone, anytime, anywhere. Okay? If if someone messed around and said, yeah, that dude over there, Milliken, man, he, he said he wanted to fight. I will find myself probably getting folded over like a lawn chair <laughs> outside of Walmart. And he, he thought he was off something that, you know, Walmart sanctioned a fight. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so it, it was smart of Calville just to take a chance. Like, you know, and, and yeah, and Andrade is the one to take a chance with because if, if you know, plus it, things worked out because I think they just wanted to, it was just a question of fighting. It wasn't a question of uh, being added to a pay-per-view and everything, but it's Andrade, it's Calville. It's like, yeah, let's just throw this on here. Because the thing is, it can be competitive. Calvillo, she's been training now out of American uh, Kickboxing Academy. So, should be improved striking. And the thing about it is, I know a lot of people are like, man, you out of your mind. Are you are you trying to give Calvillo a chance? Listen, listen. <laughs> listen. Because Calvillo, she has to, she has to get her striking tight. The grappling is out. She used to do that in strawway. It's out. It's out. It's, it's over. She can't take, you know, Chukagan, I criticize Chukagan constantly, all, all the time. Not a fan at all. The home, man, you talk about least favorite fighter. Chukagan is up there on the high on the list. However, also Caesar Gracie, Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt, too much height, too much reach, too much volume. If you watch the fight, it wasn't a slaughter, but... Calvillo just didn't know what to do with herself because she just she did not get on reach. Like there's a lot of things that go into striking. You know, um she has to get it together. She can't go to the ground trying to take Andrade down to the that you can't get close to Andrade. That's stupid. I'm sorry. Unless your name's Valentina Shachenko, it's dumb. Anyone who gets close to I mean Roxy maybe can I think Roxy might be able, Roxy and Santos, I think, will be able to handle Andrade on the ground. But that's about it. That's about it. You know, Andrea Lee tries to get too close to Andrea. She's getting knocked clean out. Calvillo has to, and, and, and with Alexa Grasso being there, they went there and they got in that division around the same time from straw weight. With Grasso being there, you can't risk going to the ground against her either. Seriously. And she's going to, she, she boxes. She, she throws down with her striking gotta get that because before Calville could take her down she's going to get pieced up she has to get her striking together and I think volume if she learns volume the same volume that was used against her by Chukagan if she utilizes that against Andrade I think she'll do just fine honestly I think because the best way to get Andrade is to outpoint her don't feed into her offense and now, of course, back foot, back pedaling, that's not Calvillo. So hopefully, I don't know, you know, kickboxing and footwork usually don't go hand in hand. So we'll see what happens. But generally speaking, I think she's going to get destroyed. Of course, Andrade, man, boy, ranked number one in the flyweight division will probably stay there too. Black belt and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Both women have been active for a long time. I mean, record's not the same. Andrade's 28, her birthday, I believe it's today. As I'm recording. Well, happy birthday, Andrade. Turn 30. She's just turning 30. She has 20, She has 30 fights under her belt, people. 30 fights. 19 were in the UFC. That's insane. Calvillo. 
34 years old. They both have been active for a while. Andrade since 2011, Calvillo since 2010. 13, uh, she's 9, 2, and 1, Calvillo. Uh, fought LFA number one, people, back in 2017 and uh, knocked Montana De La Rosa out. Well, he pieced her up. Pieced her up pretty bad. Key victories over Jillian Calvillo. Key victories over Jillian Robertson, Joanne Called the Word, Pollyanna Botella, and Courtney Casey. Big girl. Big girl. You know what I mean? With a ground game. Defeated Aspen Ladd way back in the day to become the WFC Flyweight Amateur Champ, people. 6-1-1 one, one in the UFC. And, of course, Andrade, former strawweight champion. Performance of the night four times. Fight of the night four times. Second most stoppage wins in UFC women's strawweight history, which is four tied with Mackenzie Dern. Most knockouts. My, most knockout victories in UFC women's strawweight history. Most fights in UFC women's history. Like I said, at 19, only woman in UFC history to win a fight in three, count them, three weight classes. Like I said, and, and this is the thing. Calville can't outpoint Andrade. She needs to, I mean, she needs to be Sugar Ray Leonard out that joint. Otherwise, man, I pray for I, I pray for Andrade victims, by the way. Might as well call them victims as well, more so than Valentina. Because Valentina can go to a decision. With Andrade, you don't know if you're going to get her nickname is Power Driver. Her nickname is Power. She lives up to the nickname. This is a woman, man. This is a woman. She she lives up to her name of her. She's a woman who's nicknamed Power Driver and lives up to her name. People, man, listen, because you know she can lift anyone up. She scooped up Chukagan. She can lift and it's flyweight. It's not featherweight. See, well, she probably lift some of them up. But man, these flyweights are just as bad in situation as they were as ladies were in, in strawweight. She scooped she, woman handled all of them for the most part, including Rose oh my god, that, that, that still gives I, can't, I still can't watch that not because I'm a fan of Rose, just I don't care who it was okay, I don't care if she piled drive Chukagan like that I can't stand her but yeah, so I, I'm praying for Cynthia, but yeah, I think Andrade minus 265 favorite Calville plus 215. See, it's not that wide a margin because it's, you know, Calville can outpoint Andrade. Trying to go to the ground, she's going to get crushed. Marlon Moraes versus Marab Devashili. 33, 23, 8 and 1, plus 205. Marab wants to definitely avenge that loss of his homie, Aljamain Sterling. He's a minus 255. I'm going to lean with the 255 favorite. However, I wouldn't be surprised because Maria is five foot six people. Five foot six black belt. It's supposed to be a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Again, I can't confirm that, but it's supposed to be. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what the man's been doing lately, but look, he's lost to top fighters. He lost to top fighters, you know, so you can't count that. But I don't know. Boy, you know, I expect Marab just to still take him into the deep waters, but. Maria should be a solid underdog pick. I wouldn't be surprised if he knocked Marab out. Honestly. 
you know a lot of these fights i wouldn't be surprised which way it went okay so what i'm going to do right now is get back to the early prelims and start from the very beginning because i got through the main event you already know oh yeah the what star fight was is uh what dan hooker versus final form gaslam I actually think that Final Form Gaslam can get it done. I might this he you know he might end up getting pieced up thirteen and three plus one twenty five underdog hooker twenty and uh eleven. He is a minus one forty five favorite. I think uh I actually think uh Final Form Gaslam will level change multiple times. I think that he'll have the gas tank in spite of the short week that they have. And yes, yes, yes. As so many have said on the timeline, if these, if with everything that they, like the only thing I had, if they were going to miss weight, just call each other. That's my main issue. If you know you don't wait till weigh-ins, get on a scale. You know damn well you ain't did a damn thing. I'm not talking about these two gentlemen, but you know, some of them other time like, uh, Diego Fieda, that oh, like him. You don't don't show up there and all of a sudden, oh boy, gee, I'm overweight, bruh. You know you was eating pizza and donuts the whole week, fam. You know you ain't hit the weights. You ain't did no cardio training or nothing. You ain't going to the swamp, the sauna and do a damn thing. He was up late watching The Simpsons. The God knows what, hitting the munch with the you know hitting the chips. Like come on, fam. You, that's my thing like you know good well well you ain't make weight the day before the day before that call them up yo would you, you mind catch weight what's up with catch weight especially if it's early in the week so you, your dance partner doesn't have to worry about cutting no weight you know what i'm saying but man these dudes came and i believe final form gaslam was cha made championship weight hooker was one he was 0.5 Come on, people. If they can do it, this is between Roger Federer coming in. Uh, Roger Fe Federer, oh my God, Felder. <laughs> I'm thinking tennis. If he can come in, pull a Superman, get out of the suit, spend the week, get himself together, and cut weight, going up against one of the more, still to this day, one of the most dangerous men, one of the more dangerous men going. And these two gentlemen going through hell and high water to travel. So bad to the point that Dan Hook and his whole entire team over at City Kickboxing is trying to roll out. Remember, uh, don't forget that, you know, uh, as far as I know, Volk is on same team as well as these gentlemen talking about relocating. That's how bad this situation got. If those two men can come in and make weight, not a single human being has a, as an excuse. Not a single human being who decides that they want to step into the octagon on the professional level it's ridiculous okay but yeah i think final form gaslam uh i wouldn't call him my lock but uh i think he can get it done i truly do think he can get it done chris doc is here i said i was going to go on reverse didn't i you know i'm just going to go ahead down the chain what the hell right now as i said these two men are in the rankings 20 and 5 going up against 11 and 3 shamil plus 170 underdog 
If you slide some change on him, I understand, but I'm going to take Chris Dawkins minus 200. Remember, out of Martinez, BJJ in Philly, black belt and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, he has a ground game. He might light Shamil up like a Christmas tree. Miss Roxy Modafferi, plus 320. People are looking. People are looking like, hmm, can she do it one more time? Can she do another upset? One more time. Ooh, I don't know. I think she might. I think she might. But Santos is no joke. The problem with Santos is, remember, she's a striker first. She's a Muay Thai, has a Muay Thai background. She's a striker first. She has a ground game as well. And, and I don't... Minus one, uh, minus 425, plus 320. I would slide a little bit of change on Roxy just in case. You know, it's, as they say, do for a victory because, you know, it's win, loss, win, loss. This one will make, you know, if you follow her pattern, she's supposed to win this one, Roxy. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with Talia as my official pick. But, yeah, you know, man, you know, boy, you, boy, ho, 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 I see Roxy. I smile, man. I, you know, I know. It was some word on her saying something controversial. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But the thing is, if she did, I think it was by transgender athletes. One, talk to her and get a full understanding of what she said. A lot of fighters don't like want transgender athletes in the sport. To me, that is not bigoted or sexist. Um... Again, how they say it or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know what she said. I don't know what she said. I do know a lot of fighters. That's how most fighters. That's how they feel. You know, and, and um, again, that's something I just, like I said in the previous podcast, I just, hey, I stay out of it, you know, because at the end of the day, especially because it's always the man woman dynamic. Well, in that case, the women are allowed to do what they want with their bodies. That was my point. Stop trying to tell cisgender women what they can and can't do with their bodies. Women in general, even transgender women, stop telling what they can and can't do with their bodies. But I understand it's people saying, you know, the circumstances. I understand it. But at the end of the day, that's up to Roxy. But uh, speaking of which, ranked, ranked fighters, this is how it's supposed to look, people. This is how it's supposed to look. Ranked fighters going at it. So Marez is ranked at number six. Marab at number 11, so that's a very, 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 very important fight right there. Of course, Dan Hooker, he has to score the victory here. Ranked at number 8, he doesn't want to lose his rankings to Final Form Gaslam. Of course, I already talked about Chris Dawkins and Emil. All right, so, and Roxy Mazaferi, Roxy Vincenta Mazaferi. Former Invicta alum, 49 total fights, people. Started her career in 2003, defeated Diana Bennett, who just fought at Bellator 266, beating Alejandra Laura, the beautiful Alejandra Laura. Roxy coming off of that loss, of course, to Viviane Ararujo in January. Two and three, last five, four and five in the UFC. I mean, she's ranked. I can't see her losing her job after this if she loses. You know, I can't see it. You know, 
again, black, very extremely ridiculously experienced black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Remember, she's in black belt, a uh, brown belt in Judo. I don't know if she's still a brown belt. Maybe she got promoted to black belt. I'm not sure. But also remember, she's someone who competes, competes. I mean, she went up against Danielle Kelly. Dan yeah, Dan Danielle Kelly, who's no joke, who is no joke in terms of jujitsu loss, but again, this is someone who's no joke. Just the mere fact that she competed against her, I was just like shocked. Uh, a lot of contender series alumni on this card as well, like Santos, a former uh, Aspera fighting Bantamweight champion. Also, of course, you know, when you hear Brazil, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, two and three and one in the UFC overall, had to deal with multiple fight cancellations and rescheduling 10 fights, 10, 10 finishes via strikes, two by submission. Ooh, oh, poor Roxy, poor Roxy. Now, Nick Maximoff, something to keep in mind. I wonder if Nick Diaz is fighting so that he can um, use that to fund his school and fund training. Nick Maximoff, I'm not sure if he's still at the Nick Diaz Academy, also Contender Series alumni. I'm not sure if he is, but out of the Nick uh, Diaz Academy. So keep that in mind. So I think two members of the Academy are actually fighting on this uh, card, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Martin Sano, also Nick Diaz Academy. I wonder, you know, that was probably part of his deal. Get his boys on there with him. Get them paid. This is a pay-per-view. Martin has no business being on his pay-per-view. I don't care if he's on the prelims. He had no business being on no pay-per-view. He ain't do nothing to justify being on a pay-per-view. However, he's there, I believe, because of Nick Diaz. So, I mean, just, I mean, what more can you say? How great is that? How great is that? Now, we had a replacement. Cody Bundage is coming in from LFA to the UFC 6-1 to face Nick Carl Robeson. I believe COVID, man, COVID has tortured. I believe it's, I'm not sure. I can't confirm that, but I believe COVID. Could also contend a series alumni as well. Lost to, you remember him when he lost to William Knight. Factory X Muay Thai, 4-1 in his last five, 4-2 as an amateur, three finishes via strikes, two wins by submission, uh, one victory by decision. And, of course, uh, the Tarantula is back. Also, contender, a lot of contender series alumni up on this piece. 26-year-old, 6'3". How, how he fights that lightweight is beyond me. 100% finishing rate, people. So, you, you, you already know who I'm going. Now, he's actually the underdog. Euros Medic is no joke. Undefeated 7-0. Not sure how this fight is going to go, to be honest. Both men can throw down. To, you know, so we'll see how it goes down. I'm not, I'm picking, I'm going with another underdog and Jalen Turner, but, ah, boy, who he may get his ass off completely whipped by another contender series alumni seven six foot one 71 inch reach coach Rafael Codera so also Euros also 100% finishing rate people 
Now, I believe Sanyo, if last I remember, he was coming off of a draw at Bellator 172, uh, Diego Herzog, and of course, uh, Matthew Smellsberger, former CF from uh, CFFC, Sanyo Bellator, two fight losing streak prior to that um, draw. Okay. And of course, obviously, three of his four victories were by submission. You part of Diaz clan, you're going to have submission victories. And of course, uh, Matthew's coming off of that chaos, that, that chaos. Williams lost that, uh, in June. Five finishes via strikes, one victory by submission. Huge uh, favorite in this matchup, Matthew is. Minus 475. Martin is uh, a plus 350 definitely going with the favor in this matchup here i'm going with also omar moreas 11 and 1 150 minus 150 favorites going up against jonathan pierce 10 and 4 plus 130. wouldn't be surprised if the underdog could get it done but yeah i'm sticking with the also contender series alumni more contender series alumni 10 fight win streak was broken by Giga Chikatse for Omar Morales Morales Omar Morales coming off of a win over uh, Shane Young UFC 260 Sanford MMA two finishes via strikes four wins by submission Jonathan Pierce GSP or JSP as I said uh Contender series coming off of that ground and pound victory over Kaya Kamaka, the third. Eight finishes via strikes. One win by submission, one by decision. A lot of cancellations, a lot of changes with this card. Woo! Man, had to put some time into this one. It's a big one. It's a big one. This is a very important card. And guess what? Um, that's it. <laughs> that is it. Because this episode is long enough as is. I'm stopping it right there. I'll save uh, recaps. I'm going to do all recaps all at one time for later. You guys enjoy the violence. Hope you enjoy 1FC Evolution. It was fantastic. I hope you guys caught it early Friday morning. Don't forget, you can check out, speaking of one championship, you can check out highlights. And if you are don't know if it's coming on or whatever, go over and check me out on YouTube. If they have a car coming out and I can get my hands on content, especially uh, whether it's something that's coming up or, re or some sort of uh, recap kind of video, head on over to MMA by Billington on YouTube. To check out highlights, any information about one championship. Hopefully soon I can do more. Got MMA by Milliken.blogspot.com, which is where you'll see a lot more recaps. I'm going to try and put those over there. Just everything known, everything MMA. Don't forget to check out if you love beautiful women every single day. Beautiful women, including fighters, are posted on legs at leg show people and yes legshow.blogspot.com just in case you missed the content or you just don't feel like messing around on twitter and don't forget to check out legs on instagram and check out as mma.by.millican on instagram as well personal account hassan millican on twitter and instagram as well 
Thank you for listening. You guys take care and enjoy the violence.